You're listening to the Social Spectrum Podcast with Gina Galliotto. Here we prove that success on social media and in entrepreneurship is not one size fits all and discuss thriving online through the lens of different personality types, lifestyles, and neurodiversity. Success lives on a spectrum, so your impossible search for the one right way to grow your online business ends here. On the Social Spectrum Podcast, we'll unfold your right way instead. Let's dive in. One of my absolute favorite ways to make money as a content creator is by offering and selling digital products to my online community. Selling digital offers is truly such a win-win and seeing others succeed and get results from my digital products is by far the most fulfilling part of my career. I started selling digital products back in August of 2021. It was a workbook about how to determine your niche and it took me three months to sell one ebook. It was $23. So let that sink in. Three months of me having this ebook up on my store and absolutely nobody buying it. It goes to show what can happen if you do not give up. Because fast forward to December of 2022, I launched my 30-day 10K TikTok challenge and I got 100 enrollments in less than two weeks, I think it was. And then fast forward again to May of this year, and I did over $3,000 for my UGC A to Z course in pre-sales alone, so before I even launched it. Now, I am so happy with my progress, but I also know there is always more to learn. And in fact, I made three pretty big digital product mistakes this year that I would really like to share with you in this episode in hopes that you can just avoid these mistakes altogether along your own journey and hopefully outsell me. (laughs) So I'm going to start with what I think was probably my biggest mistake. Now, some of you may or may not already know that an absolute key element of a successful digital product is to solve a problem. If you didn't know, now you know. (laughs) So think about everything you've ever bought. It was to solve some kind of problem, right? But the issue is that solving a problem alone is not enough. It is by far from enough. So I want to share a story about a time that I created an offer that I shouldn't have, essentially. Impulsivity cost me so many hours and so much money. And this story is a cautionary tale of why it's so important to be strategic rather than always falling impulsive or even quote-unquote intuition. So one time, (laughs) this was, I don't know, I think this was the beginning of this year. I got super excited. Yeah, it was the beginning of this year because it was around the 30-day 10K TikTok challenge. So I got super, super excited about the idea to create a digital offer for my community that was about email marketing. I had been seeing really great results from email marketing around the time of my 30-day 10K TikTok challenge, and it's what helped me get those 100 enrollments really quickly. And I wanted to help others get the same result through email marketing if they were beginners. And so I got so excited. I hyper-focused on this, right? I zoned in for, God, weeks. And I was determined to create this resource all about email marketing. I created a very, very, very large portion of it. Essentially, I just needed to do the design and I had all of like the copy down. And then I decided I wanted to start getting my community on Instagram stories excited about this email marketing offer. And so my strategy for that day on Instagram stories was to put up a poll and I was so excited putting up this poll and I asked, are you interested in growing your email list? 
So I put the poll up thinking that the poll was going to come out yes, and that that was going to be a perfect segue into this email marketing offer, right? That's like a tried and true method. I've done that before. There's a big pro tip for you if you've never tried that. But anyway, I got a big, huge, fat, resounding no on the polls. No, we are not interested in learning about email marketing. I even put the poll up multiple times and in multiple different places. I put it up again on my stories. I put it up on my close friends list stories. I put it in a broadcast channel with a poll. And every single time I got the exact same answer, which was no, I'm not interested in email marketing. And I realized that for whatever reason, whether they just aren't at the stage yet for email marketing, whether they're just focusing on other areas of their business right now, or maybe they already have an email list, or for whatever reason, my audience did not want this offer from me. Don't be like me. I made a crucial, crucial mistake and let my excitement about a product or the idea of the product overshadow being strategic and validating my offer. That was the crucial mistake I made is that I did not validate before I created. So ultimately, the big mistake I made is I said, okay, I have the knowledge and I have the passion about email marketing. And so this is going to be a great, fantastic offer. And the thing is, it could have been a great offer. I know it would have been. I know it would have been valuable. But that's not the point. If people don't want it, it's not going to sell no matter how valuable the content inside of it is. So what I should have done is way more market research about my target audience. I think whenever we've been creating for a while, we get really comfortable and we make kind of assumptions about our followers and our community. And we think, okay, if this will be helpful to me, surely it will be helpful to them. But again, it's just not always true. And so You really want to get to the core of what your target audience's desires are so that you can help them through your products achieve that. So I love Instagram stories as a resource for polling your audience and getting feedback from them. And some great questions you could ask them just to get some details are things like, if you woke up tomorrow with outcome of the product you're thinking of, what would you do? So just as an example for me, I would say something like, if you woke up tomorrow with five brand deals in your inbox, what would you do? And this will give you insight to how they would actually spend their day-to-day life if their dreams were fulfilled, right? And this will give you much more insight into how to market your idea and how to come up with your idea. Another thing would be like, what would a day in your dream life look like from morning to night? Again, that's going to give you insight into any gaps that you can fill for this person in order to get them that dream life. And then last but certainly not least, what do you feel is holding you back from X, Y, and Z? Because obviously this response is going to be a major gap that you can fill. If there's something in particular holding this person back, you can sit there and ask yourself, what digital product can I create? That also aligns with my knowledge and my passions in order to help solve this problem. So again, these are all things that I made assumptions about just because, you know, I had asked these questions in the past and I was so comfortable with my community that I just got ahead of myself. So yes, moral of the story, take your time and be intentional rather than impulsive. Validate before you create. (laughs) 
Now, the second mistake I made was actually much more recently, and it was with my UGC A to Z course. Now, if you have been following along with me, then you know that the UGC A to Z course actually used to be called the UGC Catalyst course. So I actually changed the name. And this leads me to my second mistake. And it's not that I changed the name that was the mistake. It's that I named it wrong in the first place. So again, originally the course was called the UGC Catalyst course. And at first, whenever you hear it, there doesn't necessarily sound like anything majorly wrong with it. But what I accidentally did was prioritize being cutesy over being clear in my title. So I actually ended up having a lot of doubt around this title, and I was thinking on that for like a week or two weeks, and I was really kind of conflicted about it. And then I hopped on a call with a coach, and they were like, Gina, I had to Google what the word catalyst even means. (laughs) And, And if it's not clear, guys, your target customer should be able to get the gist of what your product is in milliseconds. And so even if not everyone would have to, you know, Google the word catalyst before buying, it's not something I want anyone to have to do, any small percentage of my community, right? So I decided to change the name from UGC Catalyst course to the UGC A to Z course. And again, if we are comparing and contrasting these names, UGC A to Z tells so much more of a story. A to Z couldn't be more clear. It implies that the course is going to bring them from beginner to pro, from A to Z. And that's exactly what my course does. Whereas I feel like the UGC Catalyst course, like, yes, it could give off the same idea or vibe or energy, but it's not as clear, right? It's not just straight up to the point. And that is what you want whenever you are naming your digital products. It's really hard not to get caught up in some form of cutesiness. Like even for me with UGC A to Z, I still love that UGC and A to Z rhyme, right? And with the UGC Catalyst course, I liked the C and the C of Catalyst and course. And so, you know, it's okay to let your instinct go there at first and, you know, jot down all of those creative, fun ideas, but then really start to get very tangible and tactical And think of some kind of way that you can really infuse a lot of clarity with your creativity. And if you can't come to a consensus where you're combining the two, I would definitely prioritize clarity. Because at the end of the day, what you want is more sales over a cutesy name, right? And so the more clear your digital product name is, the more people you are going to reach with your product, the more impact you're going to have with your product, better results you're going to get because you have more impact. Etc. And lastly, I want to move on to my third mistake. And this had to do with my 30 day 10K TikTok challenge. Now, I am so proud to say that my 30 day challenge has gotten amazing results for my students. And that just lights me up every freaking day. However, there are certainly some changes that I, in hindsight, wish I made and in fact am going to make whenever I update the challenge. And the main thing I realized is that less is truly more. And by that, I don't mean like hold back any of your information, but you also want to make your digital product as digestible as possible. So for example, my 30-day 10K TikTok challenge is currently 30 modules. You get one lesson per day for 30 days, and then you have a challenge that goes along with it for you to apply that day. And so what is happening inside the course is that people are going through you know, the first couple of weeks and they're getting great results 
But then whenever I check the backend data of the course, I see that around the halfway point, the modules are taken less and less, right? So some people aren't fully completing all 30 days. And you don't want that, right? You want people to fully complete your resource. And so what that tells me is that I can and should take the, you know, maybe the back half of the challenge and turn that into maybe something separate and easily digestible and then leaving the first half of my challenge as is so that people are getting 100% of the way through it. That's going to get them such better results because they're less overwhelmed. They have that win of completing the challenge plus getting their results that come along with that. And then they don't have this like feeling of guilt or like they're forgetting to do something with all of this extra information that I provided them in the rest of the challenge. And again, it's not like the information is bad. It's just that less is sometimes more. And so whenever you are building out your offer, really be sure to put yourself on the other side of it and ask yourself, would I get all the way through this resource? Like, you know, am I going to commit 30 days to something at this price point. And that's something else to think about too. Like my challenge, it's only $47 right now. And so, you know, if the challenge was $1,000, yeah, you bet your ass people are probably going to commit to those 30 days. And so those are things you have to think about too. Really try to match the level that this person is coming into your product at. Again, as not to overwhelm them and just give you and the customer the best experience possible. So yeah, how I'm going to rectify that is by eventually changing my challenge into a 15-day challenge instead, and then probably adding the um, remaining lessons as like bonuses. So all three of those digital product mistakes combined ended up costing me quite a bit of time and probably quite a bit in sales as well. But I am so glad to have learned those lessons because now it's only up from here and I get to pass along the knowledge to you as well. At the end of the day, it's all worth it. There is nothing like waking up to digital product sales and knowing that you just made money while you slept and that at the same time, the person on the other end who's getting your digital product is one step closer to whatever their goals are. So if you're someone who is currently selling digital products online right now or someone who wants to get into it, don't give up. Keep going. It is so worth it in the end. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you next time. If you liked this episode, it would make my day to hear about it. Please don't hesitate to share your thoughts on Instagram and tag me at Gina Galliotto or shoot me a DM letting me know so I can continue sharing episodes you love. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Social Spectrum podcast and leave a five-star review so we can stay in each other's worlds. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Until next time, friend.